What is up, everybody? This is Keith Jameson. Go back to guys 231 across the TFS industry. And we have reached the end of the Premier League season. And it's going to be a hell of an end. We have three teams at the top. We've got Liverpool, we've got Leicester, and Chelsea all battling it out for the final two spots in the Champions League. Massive amount of money, you know, for the teams, for the players, for everybody up for grabs. We do not have a relegation battle, so we don't have which actually kind of stinks for DFS because the relegation battle, as much as the Champions League matters, the relegation battle and the teams playing for their lives are even sometimes the better games. So we don't have the ones at the bottom, but we have some massive teams at the top that have to win. And then we have just a ton of high totals throughout the rest of the slate because realistically, these are just going to be open games. Um, you know, you've got uh, teams that have not been in front of their fans the entire season in the first game in front. I'm going to talk about two narratives specifically with that in a minute. Um, and then, you know, typically at the end of the, end of these seasons when teams don't really have a ton to play for, it just gets open. Like the teams aren't playing so tight, aren't playing so like, I mean, we can't make a mistake. And it's a lot more like, let's score a goal. You know, I have, a, you know, player X has an incentive to get to, you know, he's going to make another million pounds if he gets a goal, things like that. So it's going to be a really interesting slate. I'll just tell you this, it's 10 games all at once. It's, you know, what we love for soccer DFS to have games all starting at once. So we don't have to predict lineups. We don't have to make all these swaps, but 10 games at once, 20 total teams, man, that's intimidating. And, you know, on a little side note for me, it's extra intimidating, right? When, you know, have my first king of the pitch seat, uh, you know, winner gets 100,000, only 169 people in the contest. I think that's 169. So, you know, I'll be extra, um, I'll be the one playing tight, right? I'm going to be the one playing, like, I can't, can't concede a goal here. Um, you know, like the teams normally do, just to do my best to uh, put my best foot forward. So I'm at the very end, I'll talk about a little, about a little strategy that I'm going to employ, but that's going to kind of go throughout. Like, these are the players that I'm showing you that I'm building my player pool around for that contest. Um, and I hope that they're gonna help you make some money too. So quick reminder, first off, thank you for the Mayo Media Network for the support this season, for bringing Soccer DFS to the forefront, giving it an extra voice and an extra way to be seen in the DFS environment. So to thank them, to thank Pat, to thank all the team, like, subscribe and comment, it really does help. And if you wanna find more of my content, check us out, um, subscribe to your search bar, FSI DFS, We'd love to have you subscribe to that channel as well so you can see the work that we're doing as well. All right, let's get to the picks. And let's just talk about, um, I already talked about uh, Liverpool, um, Leicester, and Chelsea being the teams to play for. Well, Liverpool is the biggest favorite, the biggest total. Um, and are at home versus a Crystal Palace team that they beat 8-0 earlier this season. I've seen nothing like that going to happen here. Like, there was a lot that went into that Um probably one of the better games Liverpool has played in years. But look, they have to win. So we're going to want pieces. Um, so at the top, Mo Salah, 9,500, I think is going to be one of the more popular players in the entire slate. Definitely in cash. Has the highest goal scoring odds. Been in great form. Um, and look, Liverpool needs to win. Uh, you know, you get your PTK taker. You get, you know, their top score. It just kind of is a very, very straightforward play. Um, if you see, you know, I, I always try to deem like when I'm taking goal scorers, if I have a team that I think is going to score a couple goals, I go, you know, when I get a goal notification, who do I expect it to be, right? 
So for Liverpool, real reality is just, you're almost surprised if it's somebody not named Osala. So that probably means you should play him. Um, if you think Liverpool's going to score multiple goals, chances are he's going to be in one of those. A really good shot that you get some correlation playing Sadio Mane, the left winger at 9,200. He's had a really, really tough end of the season in terms of form. He missed another sitter last week. Um, you know, he should have been on the score sheet. And, and, and here's the thing with a guy like Sadio Mane, who is one of the top forwards in the world, eventually those chances are going to come good. Like if you keep getting in the right spots, you keep finding the gaps, getting those opportunities. Sometimes, you know, like last week was probably like a foot wide. Eventually those, those shots fall. And at, if you wanted to on the slate, you go Mo Salah, Sadio Mane. I'm going to talk about the fullbacks in a minute, but you could just do the four man stack of Liverpool, fill in with value and go, you know what? I'm riding and dying with the top favorite. I might do this as a Liverpool fan. And if they don't come through in a game that they have to win, I didn't even mention in front of their fans, right? One of the biggest things that Liverpool has been missing all season is the Anfield push. They're going to have in front of the fans, most important game of the season. You've got people back. There's just so much going for Liverpool here. And, you know, you have Palace, you know, they can't, this, this game means nothing for them. You're going to want to show up because it's Ray Hodgson's last game. I'm sorry, Ray, Roy, Roy Hodgson's last game. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's based on, there's just a huge talent disparity and a huge um, heart disparity. Like this is, just means everything for Liverpool. So again, you just go Mo Salah, Sade Mane, can't blame you. Um, James Ward-Prowse is the next player on the list. James Ward-Prowse is just like the classic, like, all right, I'm going to plug in my lineup. I know I got 10 DK, especially when you don't have Ryan Bertrand, so he's not splitting sets. And if he gets a goal or assist, I probably have 20 DK. And at 7,900, that's a huge luxury. Um, depends on your build if you can get to him, right? But James Ward-Prowse is just your classic, like, I know exactly what I'm getting, and what I'm getting is very good. Uh, next part on the list, Trent Alexander-Arnold, James Ward-Prowse with even more upside and the best matchup possible. So, um, you know, just open his game logs and you know why he's a guy that we want to build around. Um, especially if Liverpool don't score early, you're going to see Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andrew Robertson just bomb forward. And really likely, even if they score one, they're still bombing forward until they get two or three goals and then they'll end up sitting back. The split sets with Andrew Robertson, um, free kick taker, incredibly attacking fullback. Every single slate that Liverpool has been on here, I've been on here, or every, every single slate that Liverpool has been on the slate, I have been on here talking him up. That changes nothing. He's the first player into my build, followed by Mo Salah. Um, Adama Traore, this may surprise you a little bit, but one big thing with this matchup, Manchester United has nothing to play for. They've locked number two. They have the biggest game of their season and for their seasons in the last like five, six years coming up with the Europa League final. So you're going to see Bruno Fernandes sit. You're going to likely see guys like Marcus Rashford sit. You might even see defensive midfielders that make a big deal like Fred sit, Luke Shaw, all these guys. If they're important, they're going to sit. United is going to rotate a huge lineup. And meanwhile, Wolves game in front of their fans. They're, they're a legendary coach. And, you know, a lot of people don't know who Nuno, Nuno Espirito is, but he took Wolves from the championship, took them to Europe, you know, has been an amazing manager. It's his last game. So I really do think that Wolves is going to push hard. Adama Traore at 7,800 has eight of nine games over double digits. Only game that he missed double digits. He got 90K versus Tottenham. Has a goal and assist in there. 
you know, if you can make an argument against Adama Traore, it's that he doesn't have a huge goal scoring. But with a guy like that, that's going to get you double-digit floor, he's much like James Ward-Prowse. If you get an assist, you might be at 20 DK, which at 7,800, 20, 20 DK on this site is going to be huge. So do love Adama Traore, not only the player, but the matchup with a rotated United side. Patrick Bramford. So here's the interesting thing. Leeds, I think, is probably like my favorite GPP team on this slate. I don't know how I'm going to do in King of the Pitch. I have to get some leads, but I have to get some Liverpool too. But if you wanted in a big field GPP to go, I understand all the ownership is going to be on Liverpool, but Leeds is one of the most offensive teams in the league. They have not gotten to play in front of their fans in the Premier League in now, what, like 15, 20 years since they were back up. It's one of the most rowdy fan bases possible. If you don't think that Leeds is going to show up here, please DM me like the why. Additionally, for me, lead stack is what got me my king of the pitch ticket way back in end of December. So I got to play a little bit of leads, right? And I think if you're going to do it, especially considering how crazy their set pieces have been, Rafinha is no longer on them. You got Harrison and Dallas sometimes splitting. You've got Klitsch getting some eventually. Calvin Phillips grabs some. So just targeting their sets is tough. Well, I can target Bam Bam, Patrick Bamford to lead their line on the team that I think is going to score multiple goals. So again, back to the Mo Salah thing, if I get a goal notification, who do I expect it to be with leads? Well, very good chance that is Bamford. So, you know, that might be the guy to target. I also really like Rodrigo. I like Jack Harris, aforementioned Jack Harrison. I like Rafinha. I like all of them stacked together. So I think that leads is a great GPP stack for tomorrow. Next is a little bit of narrative, Sergio Aguero. This is his last game for Manchester City. He is not going to be starting or really even playing in the Champions League final. So I think that at 6,600, you guys, you got a guy leading the line probably, and I'm not a Manchester City historian, but has to be considered one of the greatest players in City history. Um, so many goals, been one of the best strikers in the Premier League for feels like close to a decade. Um, and at 6,600, I really like a shot of scoring a goal here versus an Everton side who, you just never know what you get with Everton. And here's the thing with City. City's going to rotate a ton. It's not going to be a normal City lineup, but Manchester City's backups is still probably one of the four best teams in the league. They're that deep. So I really do think that Manchester City and targeting Sergio Aguero makes a ton of sense. Um, Andrew Robertson, next player on the list. I probably should have put Ferran Torres here so that I could just keep the City the city thing going. So let me just finish with Ferran Torres. Um, three goals a few games ago. Got sacrificed last game after the red card. So I really do think he gets another start here. Um, Ferran Torres is a really, really good young player. You know, scored three goals in, in an international break versus Germany. Um, you know, three goals a few weeks ago. He's just biting at the bit to get in that Manchester City starting lineup after a huge signing in the offseason. So to get, you know, guy like Aguero and Torres together, um, you know, for under 13,000, that's, that's a really interesting way. When City might go very overlooked here, picking the best team in the world is never a bad idea. Also, there's a good chance with, if you don't see KDB, you don't see Gundogan, you don't see Mares, you don't see Foden. I don't expect to see any of them. Ferran Torres might be on set pieces. So 6,500, you get an attacking player for Manchester City. I like that a lot. Andrew Robertson, speaking of set pieces, split sets for Liverpool. Again, I said at the top of the show, you played Mo Salah, Sadio Mane, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Andrew Robertson, go, all right, now let me just fit it. I can't blame you. The minus 600 favorites at a home in a must-win game. So... Um, Andrew Robertson fresh off of two assists, huge game last week. So 
love him as well. And the final pick, we go all the way down to close to min price for Juan Mata at 3,100. We'll be splitting sets for Manchester United um, against the Wolves, splitting sets with Alex Tess. Look, Juan Mata's 3,100. It's $100 over minimum. He's going to take some sets. He's going to tilt your face off the entire time. You're going to be like, how does a guy playing in an attacking role at 70 minutes in and he has one cross, one foul drawn, one shot, it's 2.7 DK. You're going to tilt your face off and then all of a sudden he's going to show up with an assist or you're going to get a few corners and you're going to go, it was 3,100. If you got an assist and you got like seven or eight DK, Yahtzee, if you get five DK, that's fantastic. And if you get a goal, my my goodness, you're you're off and running. And my one mod is a hell of a free kick taker. So there's a good chance. Crazier things have happened. It's 3,100. You have a ton of guys. You know, I, I did not tout a ton of cheap players up top. So to make it all fit, you're going to need some value. And why not take a, somebody on sets in an attacking role um, for 3,100? I think it just makes a ton of sense. All right. That's 10 picks. Good luck. I'll just say this. I mentioned I'm going to give one little piece of king of the pitch strategy. And realistically, this should be strategy that you're employing in any any GPP contest. And it's going to be something that's going to be hard for me to fight, but I've got to do it, which is if you look down in your lineup and you see a player there that you cannot reasonably expect to get a goal or assist, but you're going, man, I, I just think that guy has a really good chance to get four or five DK. Maybe kind of like uh, like Juan Mata. You need to strongly think about if you're going to put them in your lineup. If you're trying to win the GPP, having a player that does not have goal scoring upside or assist upside is not the type of player you want to employ. That might work for cash games when you're just trying to lock in points and just know regardless of how the game goes, this guy's going to get me 60K. That's great. It's not going to win you a tournament. So for tournament, just understand there's a big difference between cash strategy and tournament strategy. And you need to make sure that you're equating upside in your picks. Yes, that guy could be great for cash. That is fine. That is a cash game where you're just trying to beat 50% of the field. In GPP, shoot for upside, shoot for goals, and try to take it down. These GPPs are so top-heavy, you should always be going for first. With that being said, good luck. Thank you all so much for the support. Um, thank you, again, the Mayo Media Network for letting me be a part of it all. And check me out once again. Twitter at GatorGuy231 and at FSIDFS on YouTube. Good luck. See ya.